This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Texas Boot Company, located in Bastroff, Texas, nationally renowned for hundreds of unique styles of exclusive boots, handmade by some of the best boot makers in Texas. Head to toe outfitters, whether you're all cowboy or just from the shins down, check them out and enjoy free shipping nationwide. Visit www.texasbootcompany.com for more information. Welcome back for part two of sharing memories and dealing with my mother's grief. Maria Serta. In the last episode, we talked about the many great memories of my mother. In the last episode, we reminisced about my mother and as a mom and as a grandmother. In this episode of Rolling with Ray, we will be discussing grief and how we have handled it personally as a family. Well, welcome back to uh, part two of uh, the celebration of my mother and uh, this, this show we're gonna be talking about how we as a family are, are grieving my mother and of course still remembering her. Um, as I mentioned, we're, we're still grieving the loss of my mother and uh, we all grieve differently. Um, as for me, I know it's been a difficult time in my life right now, but talking about her and staying busy and um, that is how I am dealing with the loss of my mother who I love, love very dearly. I try to stay, stay focused on all the good things that mom had taught us and, uh, and provided for the family. Uh, she was loved by so many people. And, uh, you know, for me to, um, uh, how I deal with it is uh, just staying busy, just, you know, try to get in a routine of things. Uh, but there are still times where it's difficult uh, I do have my sister Debbie here and my my niece Nikki, who are also going to talk about how they're dealing with it, uh, with the grievance and the death of my mother. So uh, I'm going to open it up to Nikki. Can you share some thoughts or comments? Um, yeah. Um, I guess I would say a benefit that I have to having smaller children is that going through a grieving process, you are looking at it from a different perspective or additional perspectives. Um, you know, with me being a Christian, you have this belief of like, she's in a better place, you know, she's in heaven. Um, and so really God is a lot of what I've been focused on and reading my Bible and just trying to remember um, these things, but also my children, like they have very fond memories of their Gigi. And I'm trying to tell them like, not a lot of people have a really good relationship with their great grandmother. Like you knew what she smelled like, you knew what she sounded like, you knew what her favorite foods were, you know, all of these things. And it's been really beneficial to have these conversations in our house that aren't um, I guess, I don't want to say they're surface, but, you know, children don't see the, the ugly part of death. They are very happy and they are very, they remind you of all of these things that you don't think about. And so it's been really great having conversations with them. Like when we say our prayers at night, Adrian, my youngest was like, you know, I want to, I want to talk to Gigi. And I said, well, you know, 
we can ask Jesus to talk to Gigi. And she's like, I just want to tell her that I love her and I miss her. And you, you, you don't realize how much it carries on and stuff like that. I also think that another comforting part of that grieving is that she was home. Yeah. It was she was very peaceful. She was never in very peacefully. You know, it's almost like just like we talked about that she had set up her funeral and everything. She also it was almost like she set up her death also because she told me she was talking to God, but he wasn't ready yet and you know and I think that when she was ready to go, God, yeah, I mean, God was ready to take her at that time, that it was very peaceful and very, and I, I guess that's what's helping me through my, uh, my grieving is that she was ready. She was ready and it was a beautiful, peaceful timing that she left us. She said she loved us all and just kind of slipped away, you know. And I, I feel Which was that, also what she that God was very present with her. And I know that she's in a very, very good place. And she's with her son. <laughs> she's always wanted to see Shawnee. Uh, we had a brother that passed away. At, I was 30 at the time, and he was 33. And anytime you lose a child, it's very hard. And she always wanted to go meet up with him again. So I know she's, she's in a good place. Even at the, and I see any, um, even at the um, time of the funeral, I felt like she was saying, put me to rest. I'm ready to go. So that's what's helping me grieve with that part of, of the death. You know, what also is that uh, if you're experiencing, to my viewers and listeners, if you're experiencing any type of loss or grief, please get some help. I mean, there's counselors out there. There's a priest out there, your family's friends. Uh, the way I'm dealing with it, like I, like I mentioned to you, is that uh, I'm talking about mom, and that's my way that I, to deal with it is that, you know, the more I interact with people and, and talk about, you know, her memories, uh, that's how I'm dealing with grief, and and that's how I'm dealing with mom. Uh, you know, going back to work, staying busy, uh, and just getting a routine. Another thing to say about that is, as hard as it is for me to be here or Nikki to be here, I know this is what you need. So this is where you say reach out to people because right. people are there to help you. I'm here to help you deal with it. It's maybe difficult for me to do this, but I know that you might need to go through this. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's kind of therapeutic. You know, you know, when, when I wrote my book some 40 plus years later about my accident, that was actually putting closure to some of the things that I had left open. And, um, by my, by me dealing with, uh, uh, with mom's death and, and by the uh, us sitting here talking, uh, I know Mom would have always said, "If you can help somebody, go help somebody." And if that's what I'm doing here today by this show, then I've helped, I've helped it, and I've helped uh, Mom's wishes, and and I, you know, I'll continue to help people. Yeah, I agree about um, talking. Uh, I'm a hairstylist, so I talk 
all day, every day that I'm at work. And, you know, I have clients that have never met grandma and are so invested in my family and we're invested in each other's family. And I'm constantly talking about grandma to everybody that walks in the door, everybody that's asking, how's your grandma? Like, I love hearing stories about grandma because she was that influential, you know, and definitely talking for me is a, is a big thing for sure. It might be difficult at the very beginning, but once you break that ice, it becomes less painful. I mean, it never goes away, but it becomes less painful. Also, when um, I think that you grieve in different ways, the older you are also, and just listening to you, you have also, you were talking about uh, the family and the familia she's created. Well, she's also living through you because you want to create that for your family. She has taught you how to do it because I, I see it in myself is that I try to do this same thing for my own kids is to have that grandmother feeling, you know, I want to be that grandmother that my mom was. And I, and I try to learn how to do it. And if it's not through making tamales, it's, you know, doing it through some other way. But she has also built that foundation for us. And all this grieving is part of uh, going through those stages and knowing what to carry on to your other to your family absolutely see what i'm saying yeah absolutely yeah and you know it, it's part of a process and you know people have told me it's like ray it's going to be difficult especially during the holidays and especially during christmas thanksgiving um and you know mom's birthday was on january 2nd so what a way to throw in a new year mm. uh it's going to be a difficult new year this year um but you know it's just part of the the process and i don't think she will never be forgotten her legacy will live on forever um i'm just so thankful to be her son and and proud to be her son and uh you know it's just time heals and i think with due time uh the fact that we we are talking about mom we are talking about the good things uh i think that's that's how i'm i'm dealing with it and that's how you know is there a hole in my heart absolutely uh i think it'll always be there but that 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 hole will eventually get shorter and shorter and close in but she will always be i mean she's my mom she will never be forgotten and we're also very fortunate that she lived to be 85 or right, old you know some some people lose their mothers and a parent at a very young age. Well, Debbie, as you know, I mean, we didn't know our grandparents. No. The only one we knew was a dad's uh, mother, and uh, and she lived so far away from us that we only saw her on special occasions. Yeah. So we really never got grew up with grandparents because right. our grandparents were had already passed. So, um, Nikki, you're so thankful that your kids got Absolutely. to see. Uh, once, grandma. once, one day a week, every week, <laughs> they were over at Gigi's house, and you know, it's that is something I got to do, and you don't realize how fortunate you are in doing it until you see your kids doing it, and that's kind of when it pulls at your heartstrings because that's what built me, you know. Being in Irving, being in Coppell, being at your house, I mean, all of that stuff is what 
has built me, has probably built your kids. Yes. And having that access to distant, to what other people would call distant family. Mm -hmm. Like there's no distance. And even when there is like, we're still FaceTiming mm -hmm. each other. We're still calling each other. We're still annoying each other. Yeah. My mom always lived a block or two away from us. You know, they were always there. My kids would run away from home. I knew where they were because they were at mom's talking to mom and, you know, I'd call her. Call her and buy her Valentine's <laughs> yes. stuff the day after Valentine's Day. <laughs> we didn't see. No, Connor would go the day after Valentine's Day and buy her <laughs> Valentine's stuff huh. on discount. <laughs> that surprised me one bit. Yes. We have a lot of good memories to hold on to, and that's what keeps us I, yeah, on. I think I have a few voicemails of her being like, no, it's grandma. Call me. No, no, call me. Just no, hang up. I have, call me. Yeah. Call me. Yeah. Call me. Oh, she must already be out. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? If she got pissed off at you or she got mad at you, you try to be explaining something to her, she'd just hang up the phone. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I would call her and be like, Grandma, stop hanging up on me. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. just, that's just the way she was. And they had to uh, Just so many fond memories. Yes. But, uh, yeah, we, we as I mentioned, we are grieving. and uh, It's a hard process. And uh, the best way to, for me to do is to talk about. Yeah, and we're gonna have to come up with something during the holidays to commemorate her. Sure, bring her all together. Absolutely, with everybody. And um, I call Ray quite often and say, "How are you doing?" He says, "It's quiet here," you know, and that's probably one of the things that she was the the voice in oh, you know the right. house. She was loud, right? And okay, would you know you'd get home and it was like. She was there waiting for you, yeah. you know? So how are you dealing with all that? You know, it's it's quiet at the house, uh, you know, but I try to stay busy, try to stay occupied, uh, write a lot of thank you notes uh, uh, to everybody, and, and I appreciate everybody that uh, I know I mentioned in, in part one of the show, uh, just the outpour of the text messages, the phone calls, the plants, the flowers, just it's beyond my means. I mean, it's just, uh, I'm very thankful and appreciative of everybody that has given the love and support to our family. Uh, I just want you to know that family really appreciates this and, uh, we're very appreciative of everything that everybody has done. You know what I was kind of thinking just now is like, you know, you guys are still really close to a bunch of people you went to high school with mm -hmm. and like that in itself is grandma. You know, like, you may not have been like that. Like, when you went to her funeral, half the pallbearers were y'all's friends. Right. You know, and it's like, even that in itself. And Grandma knew every single person, knew every single everything. And part of that is, like, carrying her on, too. Because you may not still be this close. I don't know anybody else who's that close yeah, to no. all their previous yeah. friends. And they all know Grandma. They all felt like... Grandma was their mom. Yeah, well, she wanted she wanted to be involved in our lives. She wanted to know who we hung out with. She wanted to know, you know, well, who is this or who is that. She just 
she wanted and any time anybody that came over to the house you know within five minutes mom knew the whole background of their story yeah uh they knew everything about her and that's that's just the way she was i mean uh there were times she was hardcore she she told him how it was uh you know if that's a black and white book it's a black and white book i mean she told you she told you how it is whether you liked it or not and uh you know, for her to to be that outspoken and, you know, without getting all pissed off or anything. I mean, she, yeah, she, she it, 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 there's a talent to being yes. able to do those things with Absolutely. you being like, is she joking or is she serious? <laughs> but, you know, another thing that you were saying that, you know, she was friends with our friends is that she knew the friends that treated us well and she wanted them to be treated well. Yeah. So she treated them well. Just like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about Daryl Cole, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah, uh, she, oh she loved, she loved Daryl Cole. She called some of Ray's friends and said, you know, you better, you know, you better come to the funeral. You better, you know, stay in contact with Ray, you know. She was very worried about Ray and, and uh, making sure that he was going to be okay after she left. Which is, you know, I, I know Ray's having a hard time, but Ray, you know, Ray was going to be fine, but she just made sure that he was he was going to be good. Um, another thing that I was uh, thinking about was that uh, the older you get, the grieving process, you know, at the funeral, it's when you're planning and everything, you have to be strong and hold your emotions in that sometimes... You don't go through the emotions till much later, later, because of what all is going on. That, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that I was neglected in that way in, in any way because I have friends. But one of the things that I need to remember moving forward is that you need to reach out to those people that have lost somebody, and not just the day of or. Or in the week of the funeral and everything, but you have you need to reach out to people after the the all after it's all over because that's when you really well, that's when everybody's gone. Yeah, when everybody's left and yeah, absolutely. And you go through like holidays and stuff where you expect that person, like you don't realize that the grief it kind of starts all over again. You know, of being like, wow, you know, like. I didn't think about this situation. Yeah. Right. Now I'm in a, in a Absolutely. starting. Yeah. It's uh, like I said, if you're, if you're going through some tough times right now, please don't be afraid to reach out to people. Don't be afraid, afraid to reach out to uh, family and friends, counselors. Uh, it's not a weakness in somebody's. So many thought. times we say that, you know, what am I going to say to that person? Right. It doesn't matter what you say as long as right. they know that you're there. Right. Yeah, sometimes that's all I do. Just pick up the phone, call somebody, you know. Even if you think they may be, even if you think they may be okay, they just may need to hear somebody's voice right then, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, like I said, our church has a, a, where if somebody needs help or anything, they can reach out and, and contact those individuals i go to saint anne's catholic church and in, in coppell so if if you're needing some help or anything please don't hesitate to contact me and i can get you 
to the proper people that uh, that if you're going through some tough time. But what I'm saying is, instead of them having to call you, you call them Absolutely. because sometimes it's hard for somebody to pick up a phone that is going through tough times. Mm-hmm. So anytime that you especially think triggering that any kind of depression right. or anything, you just don't want to. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Any other type of memory you have with mom? I know we're we're close to out of time, and I just kind of want to wrap up the show, and because uh, uh, um, she has definitely given us some uh, some so many so many loving experiences that uh, that I will hold on for the for for my entire life. I see you laughing or smiling during that time, and I think that's one of mom's biggest traits was that. She always, in uh, when in a bad or sad situation, she always made you try to laugh. I mean, she always tried to make. That is one thing my mom has always said. She's like Maria was so (laughs) silly. Like we would talk about the dumbest things and just be laughing. Like that was her medicine for everything. Well, that video I have of her telling you, there's nothing wrong with you when you were trying to get. You know, pregnant. Yeah, it's Thomas. We need to talk to Thomas right. and make sure he knows what to do. <laughs> yeah. right. right. So you know, it, it, she just turned things around at times when you needed a laugh or a smile. Right. Yeah. Even in work bikes. Yes. And I remember she, you know, she had before you got pregnant and all that, Nikki, and the same thing with Morgan. Y'all would come over. And oh things. my gosh! What are you getting pregnant? Yeah, <laughs> or forget that. Like not even being married, she's like, yeah. he's not going to commit to you. <laughs> and I'm like, what's wrong like with reverse psychology? <laughs> she didn't actually mean it. I think she was just using reverse psychology and so. and Thomas being like, okay, well, I need to prove Grandma wrong. <laughs> you know. You know what? I asked Caesar if mom how mom was an impact in his life, and Caesar has it. You know. They've been married over a year. They probably known each other four or five years. But one of the one of the ways was, to, I mean, one of the things that he mentioned was that, you know, she asked me, "When are you getting married?" Right, and you right. know, it kind of makes you, him realize where he was in his life and what he needed to do. So absolutely, yeah. I mean, even before she left on that Sunday that we came and visited, she was like, "Are you having more babies?" And I'm like, yes, Grandma, I'm going to try to have her babies. And honestly, they're built, they're made in heaven. So you're going to see them before. I... <laughs> when you get there, you will know the final count of children that I will be having. Well, uh, I know we're almost out of time. And uh, I just want to thank, uh, you know, from David, my brother, uh, to Debbie and, and myself and Nympha, Nikki and the entire family. Uh, again, I want to thank each and every individual who took the time out of their lives to, you know, whether it was attending my mom's funeral or sending us text messages or phone calls or sending us some plants or anything like that, or even a thank you card. Uh, we really appreciate that. And uh, from, you know, from the entire Serta family, uh, thank you so much. Is there anything else you I would like to say before I wrap the show up? Um, I would just like to say that we need to uh, make little 
faces of her on a stick and have her with us every holiday. We need to. I know which one to you. Yes, yes. <laughs> we are with going. Sunglasses. We are going to do everything in our power to keep her going. And like I said, I'm very thankful. My children, they will be able to talk about her and join in a conversation. That's her great grandchildren. Yes, you know, and she loved them. Very- yeah, and my sister's kids and everything. So. Even though she's not here, we will definitely keep her going. Yes. For sure. She's always with us. Well, that's about all the time we have. Um, Mom will always love you, uh, and you will always be in my heart. So from the entire Sarda family, God bless you until we see you again. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Thank you for watching and listening to my podcast. I want to thank the Grossman Burn Foundation and the Texas Boot Company for sponsoring this episode. Make sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and on my YouTube channel called Rolling with Ray. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Also, should you be looking for a good read, pick up my book called The Life I Didn't Expect, Facing Adversity and Winning. Until I see you again, keep rolling with Ray. This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Grossman Byrne Foundation. The Grossman Byrne Foundation provides medical, financial, and emotional support to families who have suffered a burn injury, and they aid in the development of a self-sustainable communities worldwide through public education, strategic partnerships, and teamwork. For more information, go to www dot grossmanburnfoundation.org or email inquiries to info at grossmanburnfoundation.org or you can call 866-411-4423 for more information.